The World Cup, the showcase of soccer, features the absolute best teams from all over the globe. It's a tournament that takes four years of regional competitions to whittle down the hundreds of entering nations to the select few who participate in the finals. Hosting duties travel around the world. Back in 1994, it was the first time that the United States invited the soccer elite to our shores with an event that was held coast to coast. Foxborough Stadium played an important role, staging matches between Nigeria and Italy, Italy and Spain, and a semifinal game between Bulgaria and Italy. In 2026, the World Cup returns to the U.S., and once again, Foxborough is in the mix, with several matches slated for Gillette Stadium. That's all well and good, but the region's ties to World Cup teams goes back much further all the way back to 1927, to a game featuring the Uruguay national team, the world's best at the time, in Malden. The game itself, as well as the ensuing riot, live on in world soccer lore and infamy. It's probably better remembered in South America than Massachusetts. But even here, it's also history. Two forces were at work in soccer circles. The fledgling American Soccer League was growing stronger and expansion was in the air. Mr. G.A.G. Wood, owner of the Mystic Steamship Company, bought a franchise for Boston and his team began play in 1925 at the South End Grounds. The old park was once the home of the Boston Braves who had moved out when it built a new sports palace on Commonwealth Avenue. The old stadium was not in the best of shape, but it served the new soccer club well. Despite its age and condition, it had been a fixture in Boston professional sports for a long time, and playing games there gave the soccer club an air of legitimacy. They drew well. Helping them woo spectators was the fact that they were good, very good in fact. In the team's first year, it won the League Cup. Meanwhile, the Ben Millers of St. Louis took home top honors of a league in the Midwest, and they challenged Boston to a national professional championship, a three-game series that was won by Boston 2-1. In the early days of the club, it was tagged with an unofficial nickname, the Woodsies, in honor of its owner. Slowly, though, they became the Boston Wonderworkers. Many legends have grown up around the name, Some say it was in honor of Wood's favorite tugboat in his fleet of steamships, reportedly called the Wonder Worker. Others say that his factory was called the Wonder Works. When reading newspaper reports of the time, it seems more like something that reporters coined because the team was so dominant. Meanwhile, in the Southern Hemisphere, the Uruguay national team was earning a similar reputation on an international level. It had won the gold medal at the Olympic Games in Paris in 1924 and planned on repeating as champions in Amsterdam four years later. FIFA, the governing body of world soccer, was planning a brand new event for 1930, the World Cup. The plan involved each continent staging preliminary tournaments to decide which national teams should be sent 
to the new World Championship. Uruguay was granted the right to host that first event. Its team was heavily favored to win. Back in 1927, however, the Uruguayans were touring the world in preparation for the 1928 Olympics as well as the first World Cup at their home in 1930. In each country the team visited, it sought out the best clubs. When it came to the United States, the team, of course, wanted to play the Boston Wonder Workers. Although highly ranked within the U.S., Uruguay was naturally considered the heavy favorites in the game. The date and place were set. April 19th was chosen. It was the Patriots' Day holiday in Massachusetts, so fans could attend the game. Rather than using the old South End grounds, they opted to play the big match at a much newer venue, Malden Stadium in the city of Malden. By the way, it still exists today as McDonald Stadium. There was plenty of hype. It was billed as a contest between the best clubs on each American continent. On the Uruguay team were nine starters from the Olympics, including Mazal, considered the best goalie on the planet. The Wonder Workers would go on to win the American Soccer League Championship later that season. The South American team members were treated as visiting dignitaries. On the day before the holiday, the players and coaches were welcomed at the State House in Boston by Governor Alvin Fuller. From the reception, they retired early in order to stay sharp for the game and keep their record of their world tour clean. The next day, when the Uruguayans arrived at the stadium, Governor Fuller, a resident of Malden, was once again the host. Despite the blazing heat and humidity, more than 6,000 soccer fans showed up to cheer the home team and to marvel at the talented visitors. The first half saw great action and an even game as both teams scored twice. In the second half, however, the party atmosphere at Malden began to sour. About halfway through, Boston scored and went up 3-2. to two. According to the Boston Globe, the temperaments of the Olympic champs became pronounced as the game progressed. The climax came when Sia of Uruguay deliberately kicked Boston's McIntyre and then tried to slam the Boston captain. Priestley went to help, and Petroni kicked him. The Malden Evening News had a different slant, reporting that some spectators saw Bobby Blair of Boston swaying at Castro of the Olympic team. In a third version, also reported in the Malden paper, William Kennedy reported the trouble started when Jack MacArthur of Boston was swung on by Scaroni, the inside right for Uruguay. In any event, a melee ensued. Players from both teams were fighting, and approximately 2,000 fans from the grandstand joined in the fray. The Malden police closed in to restore order, and then the referee called a temporary halt to the game until tempers cooled. When the dust settled, the two Boston players, Ernest Priestley of Lexington and Thomas McMillan of Winthrop, were unconscious. All the Uruguay team left under their own power but carried away a variety of souvenirs which they will be nursing for many days, according to the Malden News. After a cooling-off period, the referee called the two teams back to the center of the field. It was now safe in his eyes to resume play. Not so fast, said the Uruguayans. They refused to come out of the locker room. 
With just a few minutes left on the clock, the ref ended the game and declared the Boston club as the winners. They had beaten the world's best. The team had worked wonders once more. The Uruguayans left the stadium after their first defeat, boarded the team bus, and left the city under a police escort. Well, what happened from there? In 1928, Uruguay did indeed repeat as Olympic Olympic champions, and in 1930, playing in their own backyard, they were crowned as the very first World Cup winners. As an epilogue, the U.S. national team did quite well in that first international tournament. Using many of the players from the Wonder Workers, it finished a very respectable third place, something the men's team has not matched since. Of course, the U.S. Women's World Cup champs are a different story altogether, victorious in four of the eight world tournaments to date. Maybe someday I'll tell you about the 1991 game featuring the two World Cup finalists of that year that took place in Medford. Thanks for listening. Come back next time for more Tales and Tidbits of New England as we dig out another story from Alan's Archives. <laughs>